Welcome to another Book Collector podcast, the subject of which is the books that had belonged to William Beckford and were kept at Barnbugle Castle in Ayrshire, Scotland, the property of the Rosebery family. This whole history is a celebrated one, both as to Beckford, the Rosebrys, and Barnbugle, which, until rebuilt by the then Earl of Rosebery in 1881, had been preserved for its value as a sea mark for passing vessels. Its library was described by Eva, Countess of Rosebery, in a book collector article in our spring issue for 1962. The present article was also by Eva Rosebery, who lived between 1892 and 1987, and in 1924 married the sixth Earl of Rosebery on deuxième noce. It was published in the Book Collector of Autumn, 1965, and is read here by Lavinia Sidrick. Books from Beckford's Library, now at Barnboogle, by Eva, Countess of Rosebery. When the fifth Earl of Rosebery died in 1929, he left his house, the Durdens at Epsom, and most of the contents to his elder daughter, Lady Sybil Grant who, four years later, sold the major part of the library to pay death duties. One of the notable features of the sale was the large number of books it contained from the library of William Beckford. The 86 Beckford books sold on this occasion were of outstanding interest and included two copies of Vartek, Paris, 1787, and London, 1815, lots 325 and 326, both of which had to Susan Beckford, Duchess of Hamilton. There were copies of the novels written by Beckford in ridicule of his sister Mrs Harvey's romances. The extremely rare modern novel writing or the elegant enthusiast and interesting emotions of Arabella Bloomville, a rhapsodical romance by the Right Honourable Lady Harriet Marlowe. Two volumes for G.G. and J. Robinson, 1796. Inscribed by Beckford on the flyleaf, W.B. presentation copy from the Divine Authoress. And Azemia, a descriptive and sentimental novel by Jaquetta Agneta Mariana Jenks of Belgrove Priory in Wales, dedicated to the Right Honourable Lady Harriet Marlowe, two volumes, Sampson Low, 1797. The four volumes uniformly bound in straight-grained green Morocco, gilt border round sides, gilt spines, watered pink silk linings by Kaltoba. Beckfordians in Great Britain and in the USA seem to think that these comprised the whole of Lord Rosebery's collection of Beckford books. In fact, Lady Sybil Grant disposed of a certain number privately, as well as bequeathing over 90 to the National Library of Scotland. However, Lord Rosebery, during his lifetime, had sent a large number to Barnboogle Castle, his Scottish library, as well as many French books, 
illustrated folios and rare bindings to Mentmore, his home in Buckinghamshire. Recently, the Mentmore books have been transferred to Scotland, with the result that over 550 books, about 900 volumes, are now housed under one roof in Barnboogle. The 12th Duke of Hamilton, who had inherited the Beckford Library through his grandmother, Susan, Duchess of Hamilton, sold the contents of Hamilton Palace in 1882-83 at Sotheby's. The Beckford Library, excluding the Hamilton Palace books, which were sold later, was sold in three 12-day sales, finishing with a four-day sale in November 1883. The Beckford Library brought a total of £73,000, a record for those days. There was, of course, the earlier Beckford sale in 1822, when the Caliph was financially embarrassed and had to sell Fonthill. He disposed of the entire library, which was bought by the millionaire Mr Farquhar, and subsequently sold by him at auction in September 1823. It contained many precious volumes from the La Vallière sale in 1784, as well as Gibbon's library, which had been bought en bloc in 1797. According to Henry G. Bonn, the bookseller, Beckford reserved nothing which was there at Fonthill, but at the sale bought some of his favourite books by means of agency. These were the books taken by him to Lansdowne Crescent in Bath, where he continued to buy widely, especially at the Horace Walpole sale in 1842, until his death in 1844, when his books and some of his furniture were left to his second daughter Susan, wife of the 10th Duke of Hamilton. Beckford was probably the first English collector to admire Baroque illustrations, although his chief interest seems to have been for travel books. He also had many relating to demonology and magic, as well as divinity, and was the owner of a fine collection of Blake's illuminated books. Many of the volumes from his library are easily recognisable by the Saint-Foile and or Maltese crosses tooled on their spines and sometimes superimposed on older bindings. In a letter on the Hamilton Palace Library, published in the Times of the 18th of January 1882, Bonn wrote, Mr Beckford, who was the greatest book enthusiast I ever knew, preferred Aldine and other early books bearing the insignia of celebrities such as Francis I, Henri et Diane and Détou, and especially choice old Morocco bindings by Desseuil, Padeloupe and Derome. He closely watched all the great sales, both in London and Paris, and I always held his commissions, which were left entirely to my discretion, and I never ventured to lose a lot, whether cheap or dear, but once for which I was smartly rebuked. This lot was a Varorium Caesar, 
bound by Derome, which I let go at the extravagant price of 15 guineas to his rival collector in old French bindings, the late Dr. Charles Parr Burney. And curiously enough, this very book came to the hammer again a few years after Mr. Beckford's death and was bought by me for 35 shillings, which was about its real value. Mr. Beckford was in the habit of coming to my house almost daily during the London season and had the choice of whatever I had meanwhile acquired and seldom went away with an empty carriage. He was generally prompt and decided, but on one occasion he hesitated day after day about a beautiful little missile at a hundred guineas, which the moment he relinquished it I sold much to his discomfiture, for the next day he changed his mind and became anxious to have it, but too late. There is nothing among the late Lord Rosebery's letters to indicate how or when his interest in Beckford started. As a contemporary and neighbour in Scotland of the Duke of Hamilton, he probably knew the contents of the Hamilton Palace Library. His daughter, Lady Crewe, remembers that he often talked about Beckford and his eccentricities. Probably Bain, the bookseller, from whom he bought largely, was responsible for stimulating his interest. The four volumes of the 1882-83 sale catalogue show that Bain was one of the biggest buyers, although the most expensive items went to Quaritch. In his A Bookseller Looks Back, Bain notes that Lord Rosebery had always the first choice of the books bought at the Beckford sale for the business, and each day the previous day's purchases used to be laid out for him to see and then to choose any he wanted to possess. He bought very few expensive ones, the top price being for one which could never have belonged to Beckford as it was published after his death. This is the magnificent seven-volume Roussy, which will be described later. The total for all these books bought by Lord Rosebery from Bain and other sources represented £1,848 at auction, which gives an average of just under £3 each. There is no means of ascertaining the price that Lord Rosebery paid Bain and other agents for these books, though a note in his hand dated 27th of December 1882 records that he had bought £832 worth of Beckford books to date. Bain would thus have received one-third more than the sale price. The bindings of the Beckfords at Barn Bugle, 56 by Carl Tober, many by C. Lewis, nicknamed the Angel, a few by Derome, Padaloup, Herring and Stegmeier, and others, are in excellent condition and make a fine show with a great variety of colour. Many of them, even with Beckford's MS notes, cost Lord Rosebery only a few shillings, whilst one, bound by Kaltoba, fetched as little as a florin. The latter's finisher, 
occasionally showed a curious disregard for the title page. The spine titling of Observations on the Present State of Denmark, Russia and Switzerland, for example, is Observation Switzerland. And that of Stevens, Philadelphia, Voyage en Portugal, Tableau de Lisbonne. This occasionally makes identification difficult. The sales catalogues are curiously misleading when they refer to Beckford's MS notes. These are often described as caustic or sarcastic or severe, but in fact they are usually quotations from the book itself. There are, however, some striking exceptions. In Benjamin M. Mulkin's Father's Memories of His Child, 1806, Beckford has a very severe note. Some splendid specimens from that treasury of nonsense. Mr. Blake, the mad draftsman's poetical compositions, Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, etc. Surely the receiver and disseminator of such trash is as bad as the thief who seems to have stolen them from the walls of Bedlam. Major M. Shearer, in his Recollections of the Peninsula, 1824, alludes to an English gentleman of large fortune who was driven from his voluptuous seat and goes on to give his reasons for this statement. Beckford retorts, The person so charitably alluded to in this page was neither sick nor sorry during his residence in Portugal, enjoying the favour of the sovereign and intimate friendship of some of the worthiest and most powerful families. He had scarcely a wish unsatisfied. It would have been rather difficult, therefore, for such unbidden guests as sorrow, sickness, discontent and shame to have entered his presence. They would have found his table full and with better company. Nor was he driven from his voluptuous retreat by any other cause than the expiration of his lease, for he happened to have been only the tenant not the proprietor of this fairy castle. In Travels in Italy, etc., 1820, Mr. H. W. Williams comments that there are few pleasing or interesting features en route from Cologne to Bonn. Beckford comments, Not unlike your scribble, good Mr. Williams. When the Reverend W. Shepherd, in his Paris in 1802 and 1814, remarks that Louis XIV was the detested slave of Maintenon and Pompadour, Beckford writes, I suppose you mean Dubarry if you mean anything, except to seize every shadow of an opportunity to display your detestation of regal personages. When Mr. Shepherd talks of Napoleon's exquisite taste, Beckford refers to the author whose sneaking kindness for the usurper is but flimsily concealed. Poor Miss Letitia Matilda Hawkins, in her Anecdotes 1824, receives the usual contempt Beckford felt for female writers. 
Miss Hawkins always felt a sort of Hibernian regret that she was not born older, and with blue stockings on her legs, ready-made and fitted. Alluding to the preface in Nair's Heraldic Anomalies, 1823, he writes, I have found very little worth extracting in these plump volumes, swelled out with pages and pages of trite quotations, vulgar flings at heralds and aldermen, and commonplace ticklings to excite laughter. Nor can I conceive the author of so entertaining an original work as, thinks I to myself, could have been induced to publish such a farrago by any other motive than the hope of squaring a favourable account with his bookseller. Phillips, Sir R. Memoirs, 1808. This book contains MS notes, both by Beckford and Lord Rosebery. The latter writes, This book is a treasure. It is as good or even better than the Lord Mayor's visit to Oxford. See Borrow's account of this writing in the second volume of Levengro. Through the book there are remarks such as these. This is delightful. And regarding Mr Daniel Lambert, a good deal of superstructure about him. A fine burst, which was Lord Rosebery's method of showing his appreciation. More than half of the Barnboogle Beckfords consist of travels, archaeology, architecture, art and history. It is curious that the existence of such a large collection should be unknown to Beckfordians in spite of Bain's comments about Lord Rosebery's purchases. It was obviously assumed that these books went to the Durdens and were sold in 1933. It was not until a card catalogue was made of the library at Mentmore that the existence of so many Beckford books was discovered. These were literally scattered all over the house and appeared in the oddest and most unlikely places. Nurseries and schoolrooms, in bookcases devoted to art books and sale catalogues, among religious tracts and behind folios. After Lord Rosebery's death in 1929, the library at Barnboogle was left untouched at his wish, and only a few of the rarest books shown to friends. A search was made recently for missing Strawberry Hill publications, and it was then that many Beckford books came to light, appearing in seven different rooms. And like those at Mentmore, Skied high among Scottish topographical books, parliamentary debates among broadsides and chapbooks. Why they were put there is a mystery that will never be solved. No help could be expected from the various privately printed catalogues, as these give no indication of location, nor is there any mention of provenance. This is curious as all those bought at famous sales, i.e. Beckford, Hamilton Palace, Maidment, etc., have this information, either with a cutting from the sale catalogue pasted inside the cover, 
or with the name and date of the sale in Lord Rosebery's handwriting. Occasionally the name of the binder was mentioned. I drew attention in my previous article to Lord Rosebery's fantastic memory as regards where his books could be found. Perhaps this explains why he did not feel it necessary to include details in the catalogues. Another possible reason being that he was continually moving books from one room to another. It is perhaps worth quoting, by way of conclusion, what Lord Rosebery wrote on the last page of his copy of Lewis Melville's Life and Letters of William Beckford. He began as a voluptuous dreamer and developed into a connoisseur, always an inordinate vanity. That was Lavinia Sidgwick reading Books from Beckford's Library, now at Barmboogle, by Eva Rosebery. Visit thebookcollector.co.uk to read online articles, view booksellers' catalogues, and subscribe to our journal. It's less than the price of a Netflix subscription and far more valuable. Whether you're researching, learning, or just browsing for fun, it's the place to go. Visit thebookcollector.co.uk today.